Welcome to the I Am Podcast, where we change mindsets and lives through other people's stories and the daily implementation of I Am affirmations into our lives. Join us every Sunday on our journey to changing your life. After listening, your life will never be the same. Welcome back, everyone, to the second episode in a two-part series. If you haven't listened to episode one, please go back and listen. Last week, Francine started her journey at 18. She moved out of her house at 18, everyone. Got an apartment. Got married, bought a house, and several things happened in her life so go check that out because this episode is the second piece of a life-changing moment for her Um, and without this moment I don't think she would be where she is right now so let's get into it so went there and that next morning I did an energy healing session didn't know I didn't know what that meant but it sounded good and it felt right so I signed up for it and it lasted it was an hour my session an hour later I left that little room and when I walked out it's like everything was so vibrant it's like I could see with my old eyes again um any of that depression that anxiety that gloominess that I was feeling it was gone and I sat for probably an hour asking myself like what the heck just happened like she just put her hands on me she didn't massage me she didn't change she didn't do anything to put her hands on me and I was just in shock I was confused but I was like I'll take it because I felt empowered again I felt like me again and I felt so good um and then the next day I worked with a shaman and after her her session was an hour also and after her session things kind of came up but one of the main things she told me is she's like do you realize um no she asked me you've been sick recently haven't you and I told her, yes, I have. And she's like, well, do you know that you're a strong healer and that when you're in contact with energy, you're holding it in your body and it's creating all of these illnesses for you. Wow. And I was like, what? What? And she's like, yes. She's like, think. She's like, you are a natural healer and you can sense when people are feeling down and when they're feeling sad. It's like, you don't even have to know them personally but when you walk by them you sense it and you're kind of giving them your personal energy to help them get through their day so much and you're taking their energy from them so that you're doing an energy exchange without even realizing that but you're not taking care of yourself therefore you're holding all of these people's energies within your own body creating illness for yourself did you realize that yeah, that was my exact response. So she said, my advice to you is you need to learn about energy 
learn how to embrace the energy, how to um, like cleanse yourself, like all of that kind of spiritual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You need to learn it um, and own it and work with it and help people in the proper way. That is your calling in this lifetime. And if you don't do this, you're going to continue to get sick all of the time. When she told you that, did you believe it? Did, what was going through your mind? Because I couldn't imagine somebody telling me that and me <laughs> believing it. <laughs> yes, I believed it because the moment she said it, I like I instantly got like goosebumps from head to toe. Uh-huh. But it took me back to the first time I intentionally tried to heal someone and it worked. So I was 18, and someone wasn't feeling good, and they were just really sick, like not what, like able to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And so I remember putting my hand on them and laying my head on the chest, um, and just really just putting everything into it to like make this person feel better, make this person feel better. And I felt, I felt like this energy, like kind of exit my body go through their body to where their body kind of jumped mm-hmm. and then go back through me and then I remember being like what the heck just happened and they that person asked me what did you just do and out of fear I was like because I honestly I didn't know what I just did I I played dumb <laughs> and I said I didn't do anything and they're like, no, you did something. I felt you do something. And I was like, I really don't know what you're talking about, but do you feel better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, instantly they were better. They got out of bed like if they were never struck. Mm-hmm. And they were still, like, they were convinced that I did something. And, I mean, I did do something, but I didn't know what it was, so I didn't want to really um, take responsibility for that. Yeah. And, you know, and being that something like that, like, like at that age I wasn't taught about energy I wasn't taught about much of anything of that that side of the world I guess mm-hmm. um, but I just know that that like scary movies <laughs> you know like unknown energies and I equate that to evil to bad and so instantly I thought to myself and when I was 18, I was atheist too. So to me, I was like, okay, well, I could have, I could be letting anything in since I don't believe in anything at that time. Yeah. So I searched myself out and I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I a bad person? Like, what was that? Did I let something in? So I was scared because I didn't know what it was. And of course, I wasn't going to pursue it because I don't want people to think like I was a witch or that I do witchcraft or I have these dark energies, you know, um, not knowing that there's another aspect of that side, not knowing that there's like that white side of it, the mm-hmm. healing side of it. I was just so focused on that darkness that I was scared and I shut the doors and I never revisited that. Um, but it is funny because after I had nieces and nephews, when they would do something, I would heal them. Um, and it was just setting that intention to heal them, to make them feel better and they would feel better instantly. Um, but it wasn't until, so, so I'm sorry, to answer your question, I did not think it was good for her to see that. As soon as she said that, it, took, it instantly took me back to that day. And I was like, okay, she, yeah, I am. Like, I know I am. But I was ready to accept it. Whereas 
I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, you're not a witch, right? Thank you. I am not a witch. <laughs> I do not do witchcraft at all. I do not do spells. <laughs> Thank you so much for clarifying that. Because, you know, I do. I get that question. You're not atheist, I right? I am. I am not atheist. No, I no. I believe when I was twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, twenty-ten, twenty-eleven, twenty-twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I think twenty. I think twenty-four, twenty-four is when I accepted um, Jesus and God into my life. Oh, just clarify. I didn't mean to get out, get you off the store, but when you said witchcraft. <laughs> I just wanted everybody to know that you're not a witch. Yes, I am not. And so you had that great time there, and then, of course, that had to come to an end. But what she said to you stuck with you, right? You took that with you, um, and there were some other changes in your life. So tell us about what happened after that. I came home and I, I just felt the urge to clean out. I had two boxes in our garage of just stuff I hadn't unpacked and I was just felt the urge to go through those boxes um, and in the box I found this little purse I used to carry, a hang on to when I was about nine years old, this plastic purse with hearts and there's little papers inside. And when I pulled out the papers, they were all inspirational quotes that I used to read to myself. Wow, at the age of nine? At the age of nine. So when that happened, I like, I I literally dropped it. And there was like, there was a box under me. And so I opened it and then I dropped it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And my husband's like, what? I was like, what? I'm like, I asked him, do you know a nine-year-old who carries inspirational quotes? And he's like, no. I said, well, this girl did. <laughs> <laughs> now you do. <laughs> right. So when I was nine, I was carrying around this relationship. And I remember um, I had a teacher, and the kids would make fun of him, and I would come home and cry because I was so bad for him. But it's not that I felt bad. It's I was feeling his pain. Mm. So being empathetic. And just being, then, then that's when I started connecting all of the dots. Like, I did this. That makes sense. I did this. Um, oh, my gosh, my grandfather was a healer. When I got sick, he would put his hands on me, and he would heal me. Or, you know, he was an herbalist, so he, would, he had his own herbal garden, and he would come up with, like, his concoctions. Not a witch. <laughs> Herbs. <laughs> Mints and things like that. Nothing funny. <laughs> and, you know, and he, he would put those together and make concoctions for me, have me drink it, and I would be better. Um, so I just like started connecting all of these thoughts, and I was like, you know what, I, I need to, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to make sure it's not a hobby. I'm going to learn energy. I'm going to learn energy healing. I'm going to learn whatever it is that, like, God, higher spirit source, whatever you want to refer to, that, to it as, they're guiding me in this way, and I accept, because I don't want to continue to keep getting sick. My family needs me. My boys need me. I need myself. Mm -hmm. So I started um, taking courses, classes on, well, yeah, on um, the Reiki, which is a form of energy healing. 
And I went from Reiki 1 straight to Reiki 2 to Reiki Master. So that was like a year for it to get me to a Reiki Master. Um, and then, you know, I've been meditating for 10 years. And I would have people ask me, well, how do you meditate? Can you teach me? I'd take friends who had anxiety. It was like second nature for me to just go and help them, have them close their eyes, do breathing, do a form of meditation. So I would have them start asking me, can I teach, I mean, can I teach them? I was like, oh, sure. Well, then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my meditation um, certification also because I want to be able to do that and help people there. Um, and then, you know, me wanting to be a counselor, I was like, you know what? I could be a life coach because it's not the same, but it's very similar and a more creative aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to school and did that. And I was like, you know what, my purpose is to help the the professionals and business owners balance their lives because I know what it's like to live in that fast-paced world, to live in that anxiety-based environment and not have time or make that time for yourself, and you feel insane. And you get those illnesses that just create in your body and I'm going to be here for them. And I knew, like, deep down in my heart and my soul, in the core of who I am, I knew that is my purpose in this life, and that's what I have to do. And so, you did all of that while you were still working in corporate? Absolutely, yes. I would spend my lunchtime studying. Um, I would stay up late. I would do my courses or the schoolwork also on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Or I would find weekend, like, I found weekend classes, so that's where I would spend my time. Um, and after the first one, you know, the, the first one, um, I was kind of testing it out just to make sure it wasn't, like, a, a hobby of mine because I didn't want to invest all the money into it if it was only going to last me, like, a month. And then I was like, no, corporate's the life for me. <laughs> um, so I did the first one, but by the time I was Reiki Master, like, I knew it also my first course after the Reiki one. I knew that's what I needed to do. Um, but by the time I got to Reiki Master, I remember having a conversation with my husband. Um, he he kind of knew like where it was going, but I hadn't vocalized it to him mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready to vocalize it. I was honing it and knowing that's what I wanted to do, but I wasn't vocalizing it because I, it was it was scary to vocalize it. Because for me. The one thing about me is that if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So it's just like I told my parents when I'm 18, I'm moving out. I knew it was going to happen. So if I was going to tell my husband I'm leaving corporate to do this, I knew that was going to happen. (laughs) So vocalizing it just took me a little more time to commit to. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I did, he just kind of looked at me and he's like are you sure i said i i am i like i can feel it in my bones this is what i'm supposed to do except that i just need to make sure i have your support in this because obviously it means means a lot to me Mm -hmm. and um he's like babe he's like i support you with whatever it is that you feel you need to do he's like i'm there for you so that's amazing because (laughs) you worked your way up and spent most of your life trying to accomplish those things and then to 
gather up enough courage to step out again after some of those obstacles you faced. I know that had to be hard. Right, because here I am committing to living, leaving a secure paycheck, leaving health insurance, leaving all of this corporate benefits um, to, like, being self-employed and not knowing what the future is going to be. Mm-hmm. But that's where that faith and that belief, that trust, the confidence comes into play, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember that my husband was outside doing, in the backyard, doing, I think he was cleaning our pool or doing some type of yard work, and I meditated. And um, in my meditation, I had the vision right to write my resignation letter, uh, write the date, and to sign it. And so I did. And the date was, was March 1st. And so I, like, I called my husband over. He's like, what's up? I said, March 1st. He's like, what, what does that mean? I said, I'm resigning on March 1st. And he had, like, that fear in his eyes. But, you know, still believing in everything. He's like, all right, babe, if that's what you say, then that's what it's going to be. So I had typed up that resignation letter. And on March 1st, I handed it over to my boss. And the end of March was my last day working in corporate and I left it all behind um, to do what I always knew I was born to do, which is help people. It just took me a while to figure out how was I going to help them. And now I know how. I have the how. I have the why. I have the how. I have the who. (laughs) And that's the, I mean, that's all you need. And to navigate through all of these, actually, the roller coaster uh, mm-hmm. life that you've had from the ups to the high achieving to meeting the goals to uh, the domestic violence sexual assault okay. the anxiety, the medical issues uh, going through school uh, right. that had to take a certain kind of mindset and here on the I Am podcast we focus on mindset um, yes how did you, or what is most important about mindset for someone who may uh, be going through some of these things that you went through in your life? What's important is to have an optimistic mindset, but knowing that the mindset is the root to your outcome. You know, there's so many actions that we can take, so many reactions, um, belief systems, but it all stems from that mindset. So I tell people, if you don't have a positive outlook in life, you will never obtain what it is that you want. You will never overcome experiences in your life. You have to face it, you have to own it, and you have to think of the highest like vibrational thoughts that you're going to get through these things you're going to accomplish and you're going to be successful in your own way in your own time mm-hmm. so the mindset is the core of our outcome where would you recommend somebody start earlier you talked about mindset is the root to your uh, outcome Uh, So where would they start to kind of change that uh, route to their outcome? Oh, that's a great question. Start with knowing your true voice over your ego voice. 
And some people kind of get confused with, with that statement because some of us don't know what an ego voice is. Um, and that's at least what, what I call it, is our inner voice is allowing us, that's like the voice that we receive from higher source. Mm-hmm. That is that voice that tells ourselves we're good enough, things can happen, it's going to be okay, we're going to get through it. It's all of those like supportive um, words and thoughts that are generated in our minds. The ego voice are the self-limiting thoughts that come from that anxiety and that fear that, um, you know, don't apply for that job because you you're not qualified. Um, don't go ask for his or her number because you're not good enough. Um, it's all of those, you know, you're not pretty, you're ugly, just all of those self-limiting thoughts that stop us mm-hmm. from experiencing life the way we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to recognize it because the moment you recognize the difference in those two is the moment you start, you know, like a healthy mindset. So a quick tip that I tell like my own clients is I call it the three, two, one snap exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's snap, S-N-A-P, <laughs> not snack. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I tell them, you know, ask yourself, if you're indecisive about something, um, I just ask yourself, like, should I go and ask for her number? Immediately, you're going to get an answer in your head. And then anything that follows that is your ego voice. And you don't want to really listen to that voice because then that's going to cause confusion. And that's when you start asking for second opinions and you feel lost. And, you know, you just create your confusion, basically. So understand the difference of your inner voice and your ego voice and learn how to turn that ego voice around because we can never turn it off. We will always live with that ego voice until the day um, we perish. Mm-hmm. So just learn to live with that ego voice and acknowledge it and acknowledge it by telling it the truth. Mm. Speaking of that, <clears throat> here on the I Am podcast, we try to reframe our thoughts um, so we can turn off that ego voice and uh, we do that by I am affirmations is there an I am affirmation that you would recommend to our listeners to help with stopping some of that negative self-talk and creating some more positive in their life yes so I'll explain this one because I probably need to take some explaining. Okay. Um, my, my I am is I am you and you are me. So with that, you have to stop and think about that. I am you, you are me. Mm-hmm. Because if we all came from the same source, we are each other. Each of us have a part in each other's life. Mm-hmm. And if we understand that and connect to each other and understand we all have had great experiences in our life and bad experiences in our life. We are no different from each other. We are born equal. What we do with our life is totally up to us. But if we take that time to see each other on an equal level, we are actually on an equal playing field. And we're not worried about, we're not judging and we're not worried about what everyone else is thinking. It just unites us. 
I love that notion. And that's exactly um, kind of how I uh, came up with this idea of connecting people, right? Because we all have stories, we all can relate, um, and we all are basically very similar. And so that's right. why we have the I am James, who are you? Because it's okay being you, and I am me, but it's still okay. We still have so much in common, and that's why uh, I try to use these stories or people's stories to connect other people. So, right. Uh, right. I love that I am affirmation. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I just feel, you know, it would really hire that, like, the energy, the frequency of the world. Just go in knowing we are the same, regardless of what we look like. The core of who we are, we are the same. And if we focus on that, it's just more of a positive level than going somewhere and saying we are different. Mm-hmm. Because that's already, for me, that's already starting on the wrong foot. Yes. <laughs> and, of course the energy that you have, the energy that you bring, you being a holistic uh, mindset coach. Um, To find out more about you and what you do, how could the listeners connect with you? So on Facebook, you can follow me, and you'll find me as Francine Antista. That's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E, Antista, A-N-T-I-S-T-A. Or you can also visit my website, which is generouslife.com, and that's V as in zebra, E-N-E-R-O-U-S-L-I-F-E.com. Oh, and also on Instagram, you'll find me as Generous Life as well. And they are very active, so please uh, follow her, and she has some really cool quotes and pictures. Um, Thank you. How does it work, or what exactly, because you talked about uh, several things, Um, Uh the energy, uh, the mindset, coaching, I'm not sure if it's all the same, and the meditation. Is that something that you offer in one package, or based on someone's story, you kind of recommend things? How does all of that work? Because that's a... That's three different things, and I'm not sure if they work together. You know, that's what the unique thing is, is that they do work together. Okay, cool. Um, but I, I do offer them together or separate, depending on the needs of the person. Mm-hmm. Also, I offer consultations, so this way if someone's unsure, um, we can discuss discuss it further. You know, what is it that they need, what, what's the outcome that they want, and then I'll make suggestions of um what they can do and for what amount of time also. Okay, great. Yes. So any other words you want to leave with the audience before we wrap it up? Yes. You guys, just remember that you are in control of your life. If you have a bad day, that's because you've decided that you're going to have a bad day. If you have a great day, it's because you've decided that. So. You know, take charge of your life and don't allow people to make you feel a certain way. Just remember, you're allowing them to make you feel that way. So just, you know, walk in your path 
and walk it with confidence and just be strong and know that we will always have obstacles in life, but it's how you react to them that really matters. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for your story um, and sharing it with the audience. Thank you for that free quick tip of the three, two, one snap and not charging us for it. Um, and thank you for the I am affirmation. It was really a pleasure interviewing um, you and hearing more about your story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you everyone for joining us. Remember, three, two, one, snap and implement those affirmations. We're changing mindsets. Have a great week, everyone.